You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Don't tempt Jesus Christ is the title of this devotion. Don't try him. Don't test him. Don't push him. You know, I have thought about that at times in my life. No, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. I don't want to make it hard for you. You know, some years ago, maybe two years ago or so, three at most, but I think it was two years ago, I was invited by my dear, dear friend, Pastor, Day, uh, Pastor uh, Steve and Esther Uppel in Wolverhampton. They have a phenomenal church there, incredible church, The Nations, I think it's called. And, uh, and I was invited there to speak for a, a leaders meeting. And Pastor Oppel was uh, interviewing me and a, another precious man of God from Australia, John L.A., I think is his last name. I may not be pronouncing it right. Also a wonderful man of God. And we were there on the chair and we were being interviewed on the sofa, interviewed by Pastor Oppel in front of all these pastors and different questions were asked and, and we were going to give an opportunity. And one of the questions was, what, what could you do, what would you do over again if you could go back 20 years? And then Pastor Oppel wanted me to be the first to answer that particular question. And when he asked me the question, what would you do over again if you could go back 20 years, the Holy Spirit came all over me and I began to weep. And I said, I would love to not give the Lord such a hard time to transform me into his likeness. You see, and, and the presence of the Lord came upon us all at that moment because we all don't always make it easy on God, do we? To transform us into His likeness, to conform us to His nature and to His character. And we just sometimes are so stiff like, like the children of Israel in the wilderness who just would not yield to the Spirit who was interceding with them. And I don't want to test the Lord. I don't want to tempt Him. I, I don't want to tempt the Lord Jesus Christ with my willful ways. So let me read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9, but I'm going to read it to you from the Classic Amplified, this one verse. We should not tempt the Lord, try His patience, become a trial to Him, critically appraise Him and exploit His goodness as some of them did and were killed by poisonous serpents. And it talks about what happened in the wilderness, what he is referring to, the poisonous serpent, which is right here in Numbers chapter 21. So listen to it. When the king of Arad, um, no, let's start at verse 4 of Numbers 21. Then the people of Israel returned to Mount Hor and from there continued southward along the road to the Red Sea in order to go around the land of Edom. The people were very discouraged 
they began to murmur against God and to complain against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness? They whined. There is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink. And we hate this insipid manna. Hmm. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among them to punish them. And many of them were bitten and so forth. So what was happening here, I think, is an important lesson for us all. The children of Israel were coming out of Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land and they came to a border of the land of Edom. The land of Edom belongs to Esau. Okay, the Edomites were the children of Esau, the brother of Jacob. That word literally means red. Anyway, red because he was very hairy and his hair was red, but also red because he sold his birthright for a red stew that his brother Jacob had made. So anyway, they came to the land of Egypt and they said to the Edomites, you know, their family, their family, the children of Jacob came to the children of, of, of Esau. And they said, grant us to pass through the main road. We will not take anything for ourselves. If we have any water, we'll pay for it. We will keep to the road and only pass through. And they wouldn't let them pass through. They wouldn't. The hatred that was in the heart of Esau had spread to the children. My goodness, may we never be the father of hate. May we be the father of love because our heavenly father is love. And that hatred was in these kids and they were coming against them and they wouldn't let them pass through, okay? So that was terribly disappointing and frustrating because then they had to go all the way around that land. You know, folks, there are relational issues that if you let them will arrest you for the rest of your life or you could just say, no, I'm not going to let this stop me from my journey. I'm going to go around. But when we come to those obstacles in life, they can be so disappointing and frustrating that we can give over to our lower nature and just become ungrateful. That is the fundamental thing that tempts Christ. Do not tempt Jesus Christ, the style of this devotion. And it of course refers here to this experience in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 9. That the children of Israel tempted Christ. In other words, they weren't of one heart with the Lord. There was not this, you know, they could have said, Lord, this is so painful. What have we ever done to them? Lord, help us through. You've always led us through. Guide us, Lord. We trust you to make the way where there is no way. And often the way is around, not through. Often the way is around, folks, where you have to maybe take a bit longer to get to your destiny, but at least you get there. And you, But no, there wasn't that spirit of camaraderie with the Lord, that spirit of drawing your strength from your union with Him. There wasn't this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.19. There wasn't that, that spirit there. 
or a 413. And that, that spirit wasn't there. The opposite, it was, why did you bring us out here? And uh, we're just fed up with this manna, fed up with manna. Why did they begin to spit upon God's divine provision for them? Why did they begin to mock it? Why was it disdainful to them? the Lord's provision. And you see, that is what makes it so hard for Jesus when he's done so much for us and he's been so faithful and true. And we do not at those points of conflict remember to say, Lord, you've been faithful and true. You've been good to me. You have never failed me. You've always been there for me. You know, I read this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 22, and it just grabbed me some years ago. No, 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 some months ago, sorry. Jeremiah chapter 22, sorry. I'm thinking while I'm talking and not looking at where I'm going. Here it is, okay, chapter 22. I read this, Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 15, 16, 17. I read this and listen to this. Shall you reign because you enclose yourself in cedar? Did not your father eat Josiah? Did not your father, he's talking about Josiah, eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and the needy. Then it was well. Was not this knowing me, says the Lord? Then he says, but your eyes and your hearts are for nothing but your covetousness for, and so forth. When I read this, was not this knowing me? In other words, is your success based on having all the wealth of this earthly life, all just good for you every day, and that makes you feel significance and makes you feel happy and prosperous and that's what all you live for every day isn't it that you do what's pleasing in my sight and consider other precious souls who need my love and seeing my providence my care for you isn't this knowing me seeing my care for you isn't this knowing me that's what the lord showed me from that little verse Seeing my care for you, isn't that knowing me? You know, friends, when we cannot see his care for us, we become estranged from him. And we may not even realize we're tempting him by constantly being negative, ungrateful, being frustrated with every challenge we face instead of in all these things, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me. I mean, if you read Nehemiah, what a phenomenal man. Oh, I love Nehemiah. And here Nehemiah says to the children of Israel in chapter nine, when the Lord saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt in verse nine and heard their cry at the Red Sea, he showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, against all the people of his land. 
for you knew that they acted proudly against them. So you made a name for yourself as it is to this day and divided the sea before your people. And they went through the midst of the sea on dry ground and their persecutors and their persecutors you drew into the deep as a stone into the mighty waters. Moreover, you let them by the day with the cloudy pillar and by night with the pillar of fire to give them light on the road which they should travel. Verse 15, you gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought water out of the rock for their thirst and told them to go into the possessed land which which you had sworn to give them. Oh, you go on and on and on. You are God, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness and did not forsake them. Oh, listen now, verse 19. Yet in your manifold mercy, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud did not depart from them by day to lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way they should go. You also gave your good spirit to instruct them and did not withhold your manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. Forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothing did not wear out and their feet did not swell. This is Nehemiah in chapter 9. You know, dear friends, tempting Christ is when you lose sight of His phenomenal mercy and grace and His care, His keeping, His providing, His helping, His sustaining you. Your troubles may be unbearably frustrating, but He is with you to help you. He says, don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. I'm Almighty God. I will help you and strengthen you and uphold you with my own righteous right hand, Isaiah 41.10. The Lord is wanting you to not have that spirit that, yes, you belong to God, but you make it so hard for Him because you complain, you're so unthankful, you're so negative, you're constantly busy with the problem instead of in all these things. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be upon my lips. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, who forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. I will not forget. I will not act like God isn't there and that He doesn't care. I will not have that spirit that tempts Christ. Can you hear me? That tests Him, that presses Him. No. I will not hold the Lord hostage to my problems. I know that my Redeemer lives. That's what Job said in chapter 19, when all hell was raging against him and his friends against him and his family acted like they didn't know him and he had lost his children, his wife, his health, his wealth, his everything. And he kept worshiping and praising God despite all of that. And he was the honor of the Lord in the face of the adversary, the praise of God in the face of challenges. And that's what the Lord is saying to you and me.
I want you to stand up for me like I stand up for you. I want you to show your faith in me like I show my love for you. I want you to not faint in a day of adversity, but I want you to know that I will never, ever fail you. I will always be there to take care of you. Can you say amen? Amen. Have a good day.